welcome to the Spirit Seeker Hour. Spirit Seeker Hour is your chance to delve into the world of your inner spirit. The Spirit Seeker Hour is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Go to www.spiritseeker.com to find out more. And now, here's Cindy Meyer. Magazine, and we've been doing this mag- uh, doing the uh, radio show platform in uh, this way for, I guess, a little over three years now. And um, I was a traditionally in a regular radio station, and when I was first approached about having a uh, radio show on the Internet, I thought, well, how is that going to work? Well, what I now know is that over 10,000 people a month, sometimes more, sometimes a little bit less, but that's about the number of people that we know are listening each and every month, and that's not counting the chat room and all the forwarding uh, that's going on. So we're grateful for all of our listeners. We're grateful for the readers of Spirit Seeker Magazine. You can read this magazine each and every month, and the magazines are archived as well at spiritseeker.com. Um, I can't even begin to tell you how fabulous it is to put this magazine together. We're working on our June issue now, and uh, we ship the magazine all over the Midwest, but we have readers all over the USA. Uh, So the May issue is online. We have John Edward coming to St. Louis this weekend, then to Kansas City, then to Branson. We um, We cover everything from arts and entertainment to what's happening with the mind, body, and spirit. And tonight, I am delighted to be bringing on my guest in just one moment. Her name is Stephanie Bennett Vogt. She is the author of Your Spacious Self, Clear the Clutter, and Discover Who You Are. And this, uh, you know, in in this day and age, we have so many types of clutter, and we'll be hearing about that. We'll be um, finding out what what, uh, the main things to do to start this process are. Um, So without further ado, Stephanie, come on on, join the call, and tell us how you got started with this, because, you know, it wasn't that long ago people would look at you, especially in the Midwest, you'd say space clear, and they'd say, what? (laughs) Hi, hi, Cindy. It's so good to be on your show. Thank you so much for inviting me. I know, space clearing, back when I started in 1996, it was like a what? You know, people would just glaze over. And even when I said feng shui, like a, like a, it was like, it was like a distant, distant cousin, cousin to feng shui, feng shui. I, uh, people would just kind of go, okay, I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. And then, then feng shui became known as, oh, you mean you come in and move things around. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a little more to it, but yeah. Yes, there is. <laughs> and and um, so for me, it, it goes even into the invisibles completely, as you can probably relate as a feng shui consultant, it's it's really about tuning into the energy in spaces that are is not that friendly to people and how they relate to it. And so it's just been a journey, a very interesting and wonderful journey for me of just discovering how our spaces affect us and reflect us and you know, they support us, and sometimes they don't support us. So that's been the journey for me. Well, and you um, you have talked about in your book the three R's of space clearing. Um, and I thought this was just, you know, wonderful the way you kind of took all of it and pulled it all in together in three mm-hmm. little things. Well, not three little things, but three major things. Yes, the raise, release, and reveal. <laughs> yes. You know, raising you know? awareness, releasing attachments, and revealing that that true self, our true essence. That's all. It's all there. It's just we're kind of overwhelmed and uh, cluttered up, so over, over, overdone and over cluttered that we can't actually experience it. So yeah. Well, in our uh, instant society, throwaway things, uh, shopping networks, you know, you know, the people that you know have shopping addictions, and we're not even talking mm. about clutter here. We're talking about just the fact that you know, yeah. you know, shopping, and you know, I I have seen it time and time again where people have things in their closets that are three and four years old that still have the tags on them. Oh, I know, I know. I, I mean, I'd say even longer than that, ten years. <laughs> Honestly. They won't take them in the resellers shops because they're not new enough, and you lo- and you hear people say it all the time. What do you mean they're brand new? So, so let's hear. You know, let's just hear some of the the ways in which 
you have seen the magic of someone letting go of their stuff and what happens in their life. Well, really the magic happens when we start to slow down. Re- slow down. I, I call I have another another series of letters. It's the four S's. <laughs> slow okay. down. Simplify. Sense and self-care, those four S's. And when we start to slow down and simplify and start to feel, as in to sense, you know, sense our world of energy, our, our, our environments, feel what it feels like to resist the, the, the task. Let's say it's a ta- we resist the task of putting things away, for example. Sensing what that feels like. And then applying massive doses of self-care that is sort of a recipe for amazing magic to those four things. And it doesn't even matter what you choose to do, what you apply yourself to. If it, But I always say choose a task that kind of you resist. You know, it, it could be folding the laundry. It could be uh, putting the, you know, things away. It could be turning lights off. It could be as simple as that. And uh, if we just brought some awareness to that and took even just one minute a day to focus our attention to to the task and the resistance to the task and just allowed ourselves to have this experience, like what is going on there? Not so much from the head point of view, like why am I resisting that, but feeling what that feels like, like your palms get sweaty do you does your heart go faster does do you start to kind of go dry in the mouth that you know do you get a headache those are the things that i've learned from my space clearing work that is really the pathway to clearing what is stuck in our lives it's as simple as that well, and you know, we have shows like The Hoarders now, mm. and a lot of people are like, well, I'm not as bad as that, but yeah. but I think it's brought an awareness to the stuff, shall we say. Yeah. Mm. You know, know, and everybody knows a hoarder. I know. I know. And it, you don't even have to be a hoarder to have stuff. Like, I was at the <coughs> mall today, and I saw all these easy, I, I, I can't tell you how many, like, of those, what do they call those places where you you rent a little space to put? It's a kiosk. Yeah, kiosk. Yes, for those storage units. I saw from my home to this mall, which was about ten miles away, probably five different storage unit centers, and I thought, oh "Oh, my god, that there's a lot of stuff in there. Right, right. That's one of the exercises. It's interesting. I did a um, feng shui consultation yesterday. It was a lady who had had me there in 2008, and then she was redoing a bathroom and um, a kitchen, and she just wanted to make sure that the energy would be flowing correctly. And she said, you know, I'm looking for someone who takes antiques and sells them. I said, okay. And she said, I have a storage locker that is full of things from my old house before I moved to this condo. And she said, I have two dining room tables and she starts listing all of these things and she said do you realize i've been paying two hundred dollars a month for yeah. six years that's and i thing. said that's right and then you add that up and you think yeah. oh my gosh that could yeah. be a trip somewhere fabulous yeah well it's not just the money but it's the energetic tie that you still have to those things and in that wherever that storage locker is i mean you may be home and your home may be nice and neat and tidy but if you have a storage locker with all this stuff Somewhere, you know, a few miles away, you still have stuff, and you are still dragged down energetically by that stuff. So unless it's, like, loved up and has a home and has a purpose and is being used as a function, it, it's, it, it's, it's clutter. It, unless it has those things, it is absolute, it's a ball and chain. Well, you know, and there's this interesting story that I remember. Um, it was one of the feng shui space clearing books that I read along the way, and I'll never forget this. This real estate agent came into this home and said, okay, you have too much stuff. We have to, like, really, really thin things out. So they rented a storage unit. Yeah. This lady came in and said, okay, this has got to go, this has got to go, this has got to go. When the whole thing was finished and ready to be shown, they took it off the market. 
Really? They because they house. loved it so much. <laughs> yes, they loved it so much. And so this real estate agent's like, you could forget, you know, working with yeah. any of my clients anymore. I just lost a commission. She kind of joked about it. Oh. But in reality, once yeah. the stuff was gone, and, you know, one one time I visited my brother and his wife, and they had just moved into this new house. And, um, and when I came to visit them, they'd been there like maybe six months, and they had two small children. And I had been to their other house, so I knew how much stuff they had. And this house was pretty pristine, and I and I thought, wow, they don't even have a basement in this house because it's out on the desert. And I said, where is your stuff? Yeah. I don't understand. Where yeah. is the stuff? And they both looked at each other and started laughing. And they said, well, our real estate agent, once again, had us move all this stuff out, and it went to a storage locker. We sold that house, and we never brought any of it to this house. Wow. But you're right. There's still an energetic attachment yeah. on some level. So here's the thing for me around stuff. It's not even about the stuff, and it's not even about the outcome of having a clear home. It's it's how we relate to the stuff. It is that space in between. It's that relationship that we have. So you know, here's these people that they still they love their home, and they 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 completely fallen re in love with their home because it's empty of their stuff, but the stuff is still in that storage locker. And until they have made friends with 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 what's encoded, you know what's all what's still in the ether between them and their stuff, and healed it and cleared it, it's still stuff, and it's still going to be affecting them in some way. Um, so for me, it's not about like throwing out the baby with the bathwater because I think we go into fight and flight and overwhelm and. It's terrifying for some people to to think about, oh, my God, I can't face that storage right. locker right now. So my invitation would be go to the storage locker, start with just hanging out there, and then just pull one thing out, just one, and hang out with that, the idea of what it would be like to let this one thing go. And my, I wager, here's... My my feeling is that as we start to practice just with these in these small ways of letting go, really it is about letting go. Not it's not about the stuff. It's about how we can let go gently with self care and, and consciousness, how we can start to untangle ourselves from these these attachments that we have. And there's no better, I think, no better teacher than our clutter, honestly. <laughs> oh, I know. What way, what way you resist? Yes. <laughs> yes, it's all right there. But, you know, Stephanie, let's go a little further back. Let's let's talk about um, uh, there were two things, uh, it's my understanding, that, have, that kind of influenced you into going in this direction with your life. Um, I know one is when you you all of a sudden wound up um, having an illness and you were in bed for 30 days. So let's yep. that was your slowdown, I'm assuming. That was my wake-up call. That was like, oh, boy, okay, this is not good. Something is way, way bad, way off. I am out of touch with with myself and my, what I love. I, I just I'd, Basically, I'd, I'd fallen off the wagon and gotten derailed. So that was one of the things. And the other thing was that I started to tune in and remember, actually, that some spaces, and you'll appreciate this, some spaces actually made me feel ill. Like I would come away, I'd go in feeling fine, and then I would come away feeling like I had the flu. And it took me really several times several years before I realized, started to connect the dots that, wait a minute, maybe maybe the energies and the spaces, it wasn't me at all, but how I was relating or not relating uh, to these, these environments that were toxic, mm-hmm. that were sick, you know, like houses right. get sick. <laughs> right. And I, I, as an empath that I am, uh, I started to, to, to notice that, that I that without that conscious awareness I, I could actually take home that disturbance, take it home with me and feel ill. <laughs> right. So uh it was that that was another big factor for me in sort of taking a a, a, a really a conscious look at my life and and I had to make some choices that were 
terrifying, honestly. I Walking away from my job, my career of 20 years, I'd been a high school teacher for 20 years, and I it was a new mom, and we just moved, and I was, and I was feeling like I can't. I what will happen? What will become of me? Who will I be if I don't have my work, my job, my, what I have identified as for all these years? And so that was the big, huge leap of faith that I took that changed everything. And my book is a lot about that. I write. You know, that book is really kind of a journey, a hero's journey of my own and, and kind of what I came to after years of kind of dialing it down, doing the four S's, slowing down and simplifying and learning the sense and, and, and practice self-care. That's kind of what came out of my my 40, what feels like 40 years of, you know, they say the 40 days and 40 right. nights. It felt, it felt like just decades right. of of un, unwinding and, and and clearing in my own life. Well, and there are so many di- different types of clutter, and especially now with, you know, we now have computers and we have, you know, I, there's so many different kinds. So for our listeners, in case you're thinking, oh, I don't have any clutter, let's just cover what clutter is. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, you know, most people think it's that stuff that spills out of your closets or you trip that trips you in the hallway or you know the the stuff that's in your mother-in-law's basement or it it is that yes it's physical for sure but it is also mental and it is also emotional there there are many many types of clutter and so for those who don't think they have clutter my my answer to that is if you're human and you have many thoughts a day most of us have 50,000 thoughts a day, and not all of them are very positive or or maybe just a few are not that positive. That is clutter, too. Anything that gets in the way of our experiencing our true nature and best life is clutter, as far as I'm concerned. So, so your first part of your book is, you know, talking about the awareness, really tuning in and looking at what what in your life, so to speak, needs to be healed. And I can remember uh, one time giving a client the assignment to just go through their house and write down all the things they'd started and not completed, like you know, stained glass mm. windows or yeah. you know, library books that were overdue or you know, things that you know, crafts that they started and never finished, books they started and never finished. So let's talk about like the energetics of all of these incompleted things and how that yeah. affects us. Yeah. Well, just you saying that right now, what are you noticing, Cindy? Like oh my, my mouth just went dry when you started <laughs> saying, like you went down that list of unfinished projects and na 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 na. I suddenly started to go like Blanche. And. You know, for the listeners out there, what are you feeling when Cindy's going down that list? Like, first of all, can you relate to some of those? And second of all, what happens in your body? Like, do tears come up? Do you start to kind of get welled up? Do do you kind of get gummed up? Do you feel, like, more tired? You know, do you start to yawn? Are you feeling like, oh, my God, I I can't listen to this conversation anymore? What is going through your head, your your heart and your 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 body. <laughs> and that is the question, really. It isn't about the, the the unfinished projects. It's how do you how does that make you feel? And that's the first step. I think it's the hugest step forward um to clearing it is is having that simple awareness. And here's the key is having the awareness without judging it. As good or bad, and um, and taking it it, it personally, because it isn't personal. It's just what it is. You know, when you think of like in Japan, where land is a premium, and you'll have three generations all staying within one small space. And you just think, you know, how in the world do they do it? But they just, every single thing in their life, you know, it has an intention, has a yeah. purpose, which, you know, which is the next part of your book, um, uh, clearing with intention. And, and that's a lot of, you know, the basics, you know, with feng shui, it's like love it, use it, or lose it. Right. 
Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about that intention aspect because yeah. I think this is very yeah. powerful. Yeah. Well, in the book, I <clears throat> the the book is I don't know if I I don't know where you're you're going to go with the questions, but <clears throat> just to give people a little sense about the how the book is constructed, it's kind of built like a sandwich. You know the the layers the the outer layers like the bread, if you will, is awareness um, on one end and and wisdom on the other. And sandwiched in the middle, which is all the goodies, are intention, action, non-identification, and compassion. Those four, what I call the four pathways of clearing. And intention, that one that you were asking about, that first pathway, is about shifting the focus. It's bringing our awareness, really like becoming just precise with our, our awareness. That's what intention is. And it also is like, what is it that you want? <laughs> and, uh, you know, what is getting in your way? But mostly shifting the focus to what works in your life and what you want in your life. That's that's that piece of the clearing pathway. And, and listeners, I do want to mention that during the second half of the show, we will be taking um, questions uh, and answering questions live on the air so if and I know sometimes you just want to listen, but if you do have a burning question, you can press one um, pound on your phone, and then my producer will, um, you know, take the, the calls and order, and you know, we'll take one by one uh, during the second half of the show. But um, but Stephanie, let's let's really talk about you know I like how you explain this. We're, we're talking about the middle part right now. Yeah, with the middle, the, the goodies, the in, the inside of the sandwich. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. So act the, yeah, go sorry, ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. So well anyway, so intention is that part of just shifting, you know, making a simple shift of our focus. And the second goodie or the second pathway is action. And you know, in most clearing modalities, the action is it. That's that's the deal. That's all there is. <laughs> and I'm and I wager that action is just one quarter of the work. There's a lot more going on for clearing to be sustainable and uh, long-lasting. Um, and and you really need to fold in all four pathways. So we started with intention. Action is really about going slow to go fast. It's a very my approach is very counterintuitive. It goes against what we've been taught. We're we're taught in the West. You know, to lose it, use it, or lose it. We're taught to, you know, make it happen right now. We're taught to multitask. We're taught to get it done. We're taught to get rid of. And it's all a very linear sort of uh, A to B or A to C. I I think that if we're not factoring in the feelings that are encoded in the clutter, we're missing a huge piece. And so action isn't action as it's taught and, and offered in the hoarding shows and in the books is is good, it's great, but it, without intention and the other two pathways which are non-identification compassion, you're you're missing uh, a a huge opportunity, I think. Well, and you know, I'll never forget one time, uh it was a few years ago, I was I was hired to speak to school teachers. They they had like a um rejuvenation day and ways to, you know, be revitalized as teachers, shall we say. And they said, We'd like you to come in and talk about how to use feng shui to um to give more energy to teachers when they're dealing with classrooms and kids and all of mm. this and I thought, Wow, I could go in a lot of directions with this. But one yeah. of the things that I talked about was what what does clutter in like a particular part of your um, house or classroom do? And so we kind of yeah. looked at it from an energetic standpoint. And after the after the talk was over, I'll never forget this. This lady patiently waited in line. Many people were asking questions, and she said, "I wanted to be the last one because she said I was afraid I would start crying." She said, "My husband died more than ten years ago, and I have every single thing." piece of his clothing, his shaving kit, everything. I, I thought I would be betraying him by letting this stuff go. And she said, after attending this lecture today, I'm going home and I'm going to let everything go because Aww. now I know that I'm not, like, dishonoring him. Right. Oh, 
What a beautiful thing. Oh, but my let's gosh. talk about this, though. This is this, yeah. you know, this being able to, you know, detach from yeah. the... Yes, so let's yeah. talk about those. So that's the third pathway, what I call non-identification or not identifying with with a pattern or the, the the pain or the shame. You know, it's really feeling all those things, feeling whatever it is that you're feeling without attaching any meaning to it, meaning judgment, without judging it, just allowing the sensation of the pain and the shame and the guilt, in this case of the, you know, that woman that you met in the at the school event, you know, she was feeling tremendous guilt. And um, she got freed up from that. And I think it's just giving her that that the feeling that, you know, wait a minute, this stuff, this my husband's stuff isn't you know, I don't have to hold on to this forever. It's it's and and letting it go is a huge service. <laughs> so <it's>, yes. <laughs> you know, the 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 non identification is really about taking one step back. And I don't mean like back in time. I mean just taking that one step back and being more of a witness to what's going on. Just being the witness, like watching uh the patterns and and your and your tantrums and your overwhelm and just being a witness of that and feel and a le- but at the same time feeling the feelings it's sort of a funny thing it's not becoming uh like inured or or closed or shut down from it it's it's the opposite in fact it's just being very mindful very witnessing very allowing and uh, but not identified with it. And again, it's something we practice. It's not something that you can do in a weekend or you know learn in a book necessarily. It's really something that you that we as humans need to practice. So, do you think? Um, I mean, I, I know that you've been studying this for a long time and have personally practiced it. Do you think the U.S. is like, I mean, do you think this is a global problem, or do you think that the U.S., especially with our consumerism and everything being so easy easy with 24-hour shopping networks and, mm. you know, malls open 24-7, I mean, yeah. I mean what, what do you think has happened here? Because, you know, do you think this is a, a reflection of after the 1950s, World War II, where, you know, houses were built with the whole idea of people buying things that would stimulate the economy? I mean, where do you think this all just, like, really came from? Well, I'm thinking it comes from a, a feeling of lack, it's a feeling of that we don't have enough, we're not enough, we uh, we we need more to fill in. And I think it's also the fact that we're, you know, um, sadly uh, losing our connection with with who we truly are. And we're trying to fill it in. You know, it's like filler. You know, these these uh, uh, um, these. Purchases and you know consumerist things are really filling in for something that we have lost, that we have forgotten, that we're that we haven't remembered, and we're we're you know it's like junk food in a way, and it, it unfortunately we're 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 kind of on a bad jag with it, and until we start to kind of slow down <laughs> again, simplify simplify, you know, sense and allow ourselves to feel what's going on and then absolutely ply on massive amounts of self-care, we're going to keep going down and spiraling into this 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 hole that we're that we have dug ourselves into. And I say we, I mean me too. I I I've seen it. I I've been there. I I am there sometimes. I mean, I took stuff over to the we had a town swap yesterday uh, last weekend where you know we have it twice a year in our town and i took stuff over from our basement i was like a warrior you know i was like mm-hmm. i i was i was in just on a tear and there was i took i you know opened up the trunk and the these kids from the high school were pulling stuff out and they took one th- there was one thing in there that was like, oh my God, I can't let that go. I suddenly had a like a a collapse. I kind of went into contraction, and I 
I've had it before. <laughs> and my husband started howling with laughter because I, I couldn't let this mirror, it was rusted mirror, and I suddenly had to have it back. You know, even me, still. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I've worked with, I mean, I can relate. I totally can relate. I, I've worked with organizers where, you know, at, at, at certain organizers, if you work with them, they're one rate. If they work on their own, they're another rate. Well, I was having, I was gifted a complete makeover of my home four years ago on the main level. So we only kept, I bet you can count on one hand the things that were kept. Everything else was either given away mm-hmm. or sold. But and yeah. some some were put on the pod. Oh, those wonderful um, storage units that they take away and then they bring back. So so at the end, we were just out of time. You know, there was no more time to, like, really go through the stuff and, you know, donate, sort, et cetera. It was just like throw it on the pod, get it out of here because, yeah. you know, we had to empty it out and the garage had to be totally empty because that's where the worker men worked. Yeah. So, but but in this process, it was like a six-week process trying to get everything, like, sorted, empty out of bedroom to move the things that I was keeping upstairs, setting up a temporary office, setting up a temporary kitchen on the other lower level. And I'll never forget, you know, taking the trash cans to the street. And one day I took the lid off, and I never should have done that because it's kind of like what, what, what you're describing. And there were, like, report cards and pictures oh from my, my kids. God. And I was oh, like, yes. oh, my God, she told me. She, but you know what? It, she just had reached a point where yeah. this girl has too much stuff, and I had yeah. to let it go. Yeah. Now, that's the thing. If it, Again, out of sight, out of mind. You see that thing, and it starts to trigger the feeling of lack. That's what it did for me that day. And it happened again. It happened. It was only this one mirror. I brought it home. And, you know, I'll probably let that go eventually. But I'm not going to beat myself up for for going into contraction. It's it's just, it's, it's like that's part of it. You know, it's part of the the journey is, is just allowing ourselves, again, this is where the self-care part comes in, and that's the fourth pathway. It's the compassion. It's having, giving ourselves massive amounts of slack, giving ourselves a break, you know, not beating ourselves up for not getting it perfect and, and it's still having bunches of stuff in the basement. It's just we, we need to give ourselves some some space, you know? So that's that's. That's key, and I for me it was like, oh, okay, I couldn't let this thing go. Oh well, <laughs> it's come home. <laughs> well, and you know, one time I hired an organizer to go through my linen closet, and you know I had beautiful linens, but they fit beds that I no longer had, you know. And but of course the thought was, but what if I get a bed like that again? You never know. So right. I let all my double sheets go. Well, then now what do I have in my home? I have two doubles and a queen. <laughs> Oh right, I know, and that's the other thing we sort of create when we're into that dis- that feeling of lack. That when we do let it go, suddenly we've created a need for it. It's it's kind of like that in a way. It's just because we haven't quite yet let it go. So it's going to manifest in some way until we're done. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, I can remember um, hearing the the little saying, and I just played it in my head, everything has a place, and there's a place for everything. Mm, I love that. You know, because that. it's that thing like, oh, I'll just put all – my big thing, I mean, and I even to prepare for tonight, I wanted to do it at my desk, and we're at deadline with a magazine. I looked at my desk, and I looked at all, and I thought, I cannot do this interview on space clearing and keeping, you know, lightening, you know, your load with my desk like this. Right. So I actually cleaned my desk before this interview, and I had <laughs> to tell you i'm like oh thank you stephanie it must feel good huh it must look really good (laughs) well and it's it's these simple things though you know and then the piles and etc so let's talk about this you know clearing with compassion let's describe what this looks like and i also want to make sure definitely that we get around to your suggestion of the clearing circles and support oh my gosh yes i would love to talk about that well, the compassionate part, you know, people think of compassion as this thing that's selfless, you know, where you're Mother Teresa and you give, 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 give to everyone but yourself until everyone's given to and then you can give to yourself. Well, that is all well and good, but if you're you're depleted and you're fried and your your cage has been rattled, Guess what? If you don't give the oxygen mask to yourself, you're not going to be of any good or service to anybody. So for me, compassion starts 
with our, our ourselves, with with self care, with using the motto uh, that I love for my yoga class: support equals release. So anything you can do to support yourself will effectively begin to help you let go. And as you start to nourish yourself and let go, guess what happens? You start to become more available to other people who could use you, you you know, will enjoy your joy, and will start to lighten up just by being around you. It kind of creates this ripple effect. And uh, so it really starts, starts with ourselves. And it starts with just doing what feels good, elevate yourself every day doing something that really nourishes you. Well, and that's one of the things that you um, you talk about with lightening up and feeling good. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's let's go there for a few minutes, and then we'll segue back into the um, the clutter clear clutter circle. I think that's a yes. fabulous concept. That'd be great, great. Well, you know, it's um, I, I like to say that clearing lightens, but clearing with awareness enlightens. Oh, nice! I know, not beautiful. It's really about clearing with awareness so that we can become more of an enlightened being that we are. We already are enlightened. It's just we're too cluttered to know that we are. So whatever you can do to lighten yourself. And it's really using the four pathways, the intention, the action, the non-identification, and the compassion, sort of folding those into your daily life. And my book is full of practices. And and. One of the things that I realized when I wrote this book, the second version of it came out last fall and it was a reissue of the book that I published myself four or five years ago. And one of the things I realized between 2007 and 2012 when it came out is that people had no time. They were fried. They weren't going to read my book. They, They just had no time to do that. So my challenge was to rewrite the book in a way that people that would meet people where they were and would give them so my challenge was how can I find a way for people to experience their inner spaciousness in 1 minute flat that was the challenge wow so the book is all about cultivating that spaciousness in 1 minute flat so that's it. All the practices, the lessons, everything is designed around one minute. Yeah. Well, and you, and you know, about... one minute grows. What's so great is that one minute oh, yes. becomes two minutes. It becomes five minutes. It becomes it becomes your life as as you start to see a, create a sea change. You won't have that sea change happen until you've had enough practice of not frying your circuits and getting overwhelmed because the second we go into overwhelm and the the stress hormones start cascading through our system, it's too late. So we have to dial it back. We have to slow down. We have to simplify. We have to do simple things that will give us that taste, just the taste. It's it's interesting. Many I, I I hosted 27 holistic conferences in I don't know 15 years, and um, and this is the first year I'm not doing one. And part of it was because I looked at my life and I thought if I put that stress on myself this year, yeah. you know, yeah. it's it's just I have so my life is already so full. But yeah. one of the things I can remember, um, I I just heard the title of this book. It was probably. 10 or 12 years ago, um, slow down the fastest way to get everything you want. And I thought, Ooh. what? Oh, I know. And it's, and he's a life coach, and, you know, he wrote this book. And, you know, the main thing is is that it takes courage to slow yeah. down because oh when gosh. you slow down, you're yeah. present with yourself and yeah. everything, your life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have I have friends who are, are, you know, they're very involved in the community. And, you know, I remember saying to one of them, what night do you just stay home and just be? Right. Like, like right. I see right. you. And, yeah. and, it, and I think that slowdown is yeah. what brings the awareness. Yeah, that's right. And that's the scary part, though, because it means we have to feel. <laughs> we yes. actually 
the slowing down means, oh, God, I have to go there. I have to actually feel the feelings. that are, And I don't want to feel those. They, they, they're not comfortable at all. So it's feeling little bits, just in little one-minute bits. You know, just one minute is all I all I all I ever say is just take one minute to to cultivate those those magic four. You know, those those four pathways. Well, and you know the the I think that there's a certain amount of you know um, people have these rooms where they close the door. Yeah, <laughs> and I, know. I think that you know, and it's interesting. I just completely my my daughter has been away at college for. Four years, law school one year, Spain and Italy another year. And I thought, how much longer am I, you know, really going to just keep this room like her room? Right, like a shrine. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I know, know. and you know, when I teach people the difference between an altar and a shrine is, you know, an altar, you're you're moving and working with it, you know, regularly. Shrine is like something that's erected forever, and you know. I know. And so, you know, when she was here at Christmas time, she dismantled everything down to like five boxes, you know, which was pretty Amazing. Really? Well, except, <gasps> except, except, I said, okay, you know, she, her father and I are divorced, and I said, here's the deal, Katie. I said, I only have so much room in my house for your stuff. I said, so we have to figure this out. I said, but if you have 12 boxes, I will keep six at my house, and six can go to your dad's. And she said, well, that's not fair to him. He doesn't want my stuff there. He's got his own stuff. I said, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> excuse me. You know, but it was really like a good yeah. exercise for her because yeah. she still had stuff from grade yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you're saying, you know, it's got to be even here. <laughs> you're saying, you're, claim, you're basically so declaring that yeah. I care enough about my own, my own, sanity that I can't have all your stuff here anymore. You know, and it's funny, you know, I have this friend who's, um, she, she travels all over the world, and she's in and out of different cultures, and, you know, one of the first things she does when she arrives at your house, and you just kind of know it, is she goes in your refrigerator, so that's another clutter spot that, you know, we sometimes overlook, but, mm-hmm. you know, she's been known, like, to, like, do ironing for me, and, you know, everything, but one day she said, she said, you know, Cindy, your trouble is not manifestation. You manifest things more than anyone I've ever seen. She said, but if you would take one month off and do nothing but deal with your stuff, mm. your life would look totally different. Wow. So I want to talk about that. What What have you seen? You've been doing this work for a while now here. So what have you seen as some of the, the magical just mm. oh, that have happened through people letting go of their stuff and really living in an in order space? Well, I think I think what blows people's minds are when they actually do dial it back and have that experience of just, you know, one day they're sweeping or they're they're unloading the dishwasher and they have this unbelievable aha moment of, oh, my God, that's what she's been talking about all this time, that, you know, if I just took one minute to tune in to what it feels like to tend my home in this nourishing way, guess what happens? I start to feel giddy and spacious and light and it's like it's that's that kind that to me just just i get so excited i've gotten so many emails right. from people who do this course i i did a course on daily home called clear your home clear your life oh. and the people that you know, there's a comment thread which i love and people have been posting there going oh my god i got it or i'm on lesson Five. Oh my God! I just got it. It's it's those aha moments just make everything worth it to me. Right. And it's so it just doesn't make any sense in the from the mind point of view. That's the thing from the mind point of view, it doesn't. But from the heart and the body and the just inner knowing point of view, it makes perfect sense. Right. There's a there's one of my favorite stories that I use. Um I actually know this gentleman. He um he was a single bachelor, very successful chiropractor and he called the feng shui space clearers in and the very first thing 
they analyzed his space, and almost everything was like, you know, pretty much in order. He was an acupuncturist, Chinese herbs, et cetera, as well as chiropractic, except for this one room. And the and it was in the back, dark part of his clinic, and he just kind of like threw his stuff back in there, and, you know, it was just like storage, but it wasn't organized or anything. And so they, the feng shui girls, uh, ladies, we call them, you know, I've used them several times, even, you know, like a long time ago in the 90s, and they came in, and they're like, okay, well, here's the deal, doctor. This area where all of your stuff is is your wealth corner. And having mm-hmm. all this clutter back here is keeping mm-hmm. you from uh, being as successful as you could possibly be. So yeah. we just kind of looked at them, and they're like, you just need to, like, get rid of this stuff or find a place or, you know, create a storage area where it's in order. But, but this really should be open because when your wealth corner is stuffed like this, what money can't even get into you because right. there's no room for it. Right. So there was this, he had this laser, um, this is way before people used lasers, but he had this laser light that this drug company had lent him, and he was trying it, and he had this elderly patient, and the elderly guy um, was very, his bones were fragile and frail, and so he started using this laser pen on him for his pain um, pain problem. This man said, oh, Dr. Martin, my gosh, I've just had such amazing results. He says, I am so happy that you have that. And Dr. Martin says, well, it's on loan. This thing is like $10,000. I'm just trying it out. I just want to see, you know, but I'm glad you're having good results. The next time that patient came in, he wrote him a $10,000 check. <gasps> and this was this was after he had cleared the whole thing out and he put a little mobile from the ceiling and created movement with intention to attract more wealth and abundance wow. into his life. This man said, look, I want you to help other people with this. I'm writing you a check for it. Wow. But but it was after he cleared everything out. And then he wound up, yeah. you know, he'd been single his whole life, and he thought, okay, yeah. well, let me yeah. let me see what I can do if I, like, focus on a relationship. Yeah. He's now married, living in Sausalito, and has a wife and a child. Oh, my gosh. But he well, cleared. Well, that's magic. I have to oh. say, that's just magic. <laughs> but that's what can happen when you and let your stuff exactly go. And that is exactly what can happen. I mean, just I even say just move a pile from here to there, even if you can't deal with getting rid of it. Move it, move the energy, get some, and just use the intention to get some energy moving. And that just starts to work on you and on the house and everybody. Okay, so let's talk about your book with, you have these different appendixes, uh, and the one is a clearing plan, a weekly worksheet. Yes. So um, one thing I learned from my many years in the trenches here, both personally but also working in uh, women's circles, being sort of a facilitator of women's circles, um, what I call clearing circles, I have found that when people come together to talk about the, the clutter in their lives and their challenges with clearing, that some talk about magic, that's when some major magic starts to happen. People start to feel lighter without having lifted a finger at home. And it's something about the witnessing process and being in a safe space, a safe container, if you will, where people are talking, um, using some very very clear ground rules and guidelines and safety. Um, That's when some some major energetic shifts start to happen for people. So for me, writing this book wasn't just about us going on our own inner journey, like a hero's journey, like I said before, or or like the, the Julia Cameron's Artist's Way, which is kind of how I wrote that book. It was kind of like the artist's way of clearing. Well, you but know, I, when she wrote that book, do you know that that, okay, this was, I mean, do you know how she, the history behind how she wrote that book? No, I don't. This is fascinating. She um, was teaching people, you know, how to be creative, et cetera, and someone said, why don't you write that down? And she said, what do you mean? She said, you just should write all that down, you know. And so it was um, some man interviewed her, and she just gave all this knowledge that she'd been carrying around inside of her, you know, and, and different classes she taught. And she wound up marrying the guy who interviewed her, but the interview became the book. That's so great. Well, that, you know, I love that book, and I felt like it was so successful for me when I did that, The Artist's Way. I thought, you know, I think there's got to be an artist's way for clearing. So this book that I wrote, um, the 52 chapters, it's really designed for people to go on a journey into the heart of their being. 
And I created it as a teacher, too, because I thought, well, what if, what if people got together in their book groups, their women's circles, their poker men, whatever it is that you do with other people? What if you took a six-week journey together into the heart of your own being and your own home and started to un- unload, really, um, clear by sharing what it is that you're holding on to, what gives you pain, and what, you know, all those things we talked about in the safest possible way. So the book is designed also in the appendix. There are all these um, steps for how you can start your own clearing circle, you know, how to, and all you need is one other person, really, to have a clearing circle. You don't need to have a group of necessarily of a lot of people. It could just be one other person. You can do it by Skype. You can do it over the phone. And just follow the exercises that I have laid out in the back of the book and, and just start to unpeel away, you know, the, the layers of your onion so that you start to kind of experience more of who you are. And, and have someone witness that is just the coolest thing. So that's my that's my my hope, my deepest hope around this book is that it starts to spawn clearing circles all over the planet. Like it's a you know? fabulous idea, fabulous, fabulous. And you know, listeners on um, Stephanie's website is spaceclear.com. She is amazingly generous with giving you all kinds of different ideas and excerpts from books and articles. And, you know, the the book that we are hearing about is Your Spacious Self, which just looking at the book itself, you just are so drawn in. And we will um, we will have an excerpt from this book in our June issue of Spirit Seeker. And, um, and we'll have you back again as a guest. Because, oh, I would love to be back. You know, it's been so fun talking yeah. to you. Well, we still have a few more minutes. And I, I just um, I want to talk just a little more about um, about the following. Okay, so in our culture, we're not really taught a, a lot about how to deal with um, with death and dying and mm-hmm. the stuff that happens. And so, you know, for me, I inherited all of my brother's stuff after he had um, had committed suicide. Okay, mm-hmm. and and then after my mom died, and it was like this. I thought, and I know I have had clients who have had addicts full of stuff from their moms, addict, you know, like the great aunt, they get all this stuff, and then there's this thought, uh, similar to what I discussed earlier, where um, some people hold on to the stuff for 10 years, 12 years, some people don't know what to do with the bird collection, the spoon collection, the this collection, the, you know, and it's like, you know, collections of things, when people put, this one uh, client, her mother had over 100 statues of elephants. Wow. In the house, because everyone gave her elephants because they knew she liked elephants. So let's just talk about just a little bit on on where you start and and you know like what to do with all this stuff. Yeah. Well, first of all, just facing a hundred elephants, for example, could totally throw like fry your circuits. I know it would me. Like let's just say it was my mother. You know, had passed on. And left like gobs and gobs of collections, and you know my brothers, my brother and my sister and I. Here we are faced with it. So what would I do? And basically, first of all, I would start slow, to the degree that I could. That it was, it was, you know, that I didn't have to sell the house or whatever. If I could just use one or two things as my practice, my practice in letting go. And not going to the elephants because that'd be way too too much, too fast. Right, right. Again, we it's it's like it's too intense for our nervous system. We can't handle it. Our nervous systems can't handle that. Right. So we have to go with what is is doable and easy and isn't going to just send us into drinking and and eat, <laughs> and pigging out on junk food in front of the TV because the that's stress, what happens. The stress relievers. I know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So one one thing that is true with collections uh, that I have found is, and sometimes this helps people, but it really doesn't get rid of it. Is okay. You have twenty of these. You um, let's pack some away and only keep three or five yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And I I know over and over again, people have said to me, "Oh my gosh!" Because like, did you get some new things? Is that I new? Know. I've never seen that before. I because know. One of the things that, that your eye can only take so much in at one time. Right. Exactly. So, you know, it'd be like if it's spring, pick the pink ones. 
you know, or whatever, and put the other ones away. Like I always have these like centerpieces that I bring out seasonally, and the rest just stay. And that was so great about that is that it feels like a fresh, like oh there it is. It's like an old friend, and it's beautiful for that season. And then you kind of don't even notice it when you stop noticing something. You know, it's probably clutter, or you don't, you know. It's it's time for it to be withdrawn or moved or packed away. So uh, to me, that's that's a sure sign is when you're not noticing something. It's not like ah, you know, it's not lifting you up or making you go oh, I just love that. You know, when you walk in the room, you know what I mean. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. And that is why, you know, you'll hear people say now that are that are more aware, and they don't necessarily know what it is, but they'll say, gosh, I just feel so good when I walk in this place. Exactly. You know, I, and, and, you know, and then you'll hear it over and over again. Oh, that, you know, like especially when a restaurant fails and then another restaurant comes yeah. in and then that one fails and yeah. then another one comes in, and you're like, Haha, I wonder how long that one's going to last. <laughs> I know. I know. terrible, but it's got the energy. It's I the know. energetic. I- Failure. And that's this is the cool thing about the sensing piece that I was talking about. As you start to feel more, you really also start to feel the things that make your heart sing. You know, you you start to really become very discerning. So that when you walk into a room you go, Oh you know, you notice that uplifting feeling or you go, Oh that you know that you've you got it. You know, that what's in there you got is good. <laughs> Right, and if you I have that sinking thing, it's like, okay, this is not good. Something is not working in here, and just even moving one thing out of there will start to shift it out. Right. So this book, I'm just going to, um, I want to mention the title again: Your Spacious Self: Clear the Clutter and Discover Who You Are. And Stephanie covers so many different things in this book. She covers the the, the three R's, which she's referenced earlier: raise awareness, release attachments, and reveal the spacious part that has been there all along. And you know, nature abhors a vacuum. The the trick is once we let the stuff go, to remain in that peaceful, calm environment and not just automatically fill it with activities and, and, and new things. And she discusses, you know, how to cut through the external and internal noise and calm the chaos, the ten top reasons we hold on to things. And then, you know, once you read this and you start to understand it, then you'll recognize it. That's where we go into that, that awareness that uh, we have talked about so much tonight. And then how to re- revel in your own spaciousness, a place of stillness and joy. And then is, this is, you know, people say, oh, I had the zen moment. How about if you have a zen life where, Mm-hmm. You know, you really invite this less is more. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, she talks about, you know, how to let go of the people, places, and things that no longer serve you. Um, just really how to just be. Mm-hmm. You know, you cover so many things in this mm-hmm. book. Yeah, yeah. And believe me, it's been years and years sort of cult- sort of getting it down to the, to, to the studs. <laughs> oh. Because uh, it really, that book, I've been working on for 10 years and it's it's finally now at the place where it's I think it just it just works because it's it's uncluttered. I had to declutter my own book. If you can believe that. I can believe that. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, I mean when I was reading, you know, preparing for the interview, I just thought, "Oh my gosh, I could talk to this lady for hours because I know. truly, truly Stephanie, it is a gift. It is a gift. Yeah. Less is more. Less yeah. is more. It Less really is more." And it's you know, and you know when you live by the sea and you have your windows open and you you know mm-hmm. people get it. They're like, oh my yeah. gosh, yes, I feel so much better when I'm yeah. when I'm on vacation. And you know they walk into a, a pristine you know yeah. condominium or hotel room. It's like that can your yeah. house can feel like that. It can be, and it can be even better because it's your things and it's right. you've loved it. It's it's what I what I what I like to say about space clearing is that when we space clear, we are loving up our place. It isn't just about clearing. It's absolutely about when we when we are in love with our home and our things, that builds, creates an energetic field of energy, uh, a, a, almost like a force field of energy that works on you. <laughs> and, yeah. it, and it becomes this yummy space so that when people walk in, they go, oh, my God, I just love being here. I feel so good here. Well, that is you. <laughs> that, right. You did that. <laughs> right. So you and that you feel ease, good about yourself, right, you know. Right. 
when you talk about this ease that we can invite into our life and knowing where everything is and just, you know, really only having having things that have meaning and, and, and we truly love. I mean, at one point, I think I had four sets of dishes. I mean, is that not outrageous? I mean, <laughs> who can use four sets of dishes? Know. You know, I had one for the holidays and one for this other holiday. And, yeah. you know, and, and I mean, I do. If you do look at, you know, the seasonal things, I have all my Thanksgiving together, all the different. We celebrate yeah. so many holidays. But yeah. most, so many people don't change anything. They're, they're, the wreath yeah. has been on the door forever. That this yeah. is, you know. And it's yeah. like just changing these things, yeah. sh- these yeah. t- tiny tweaks yeah. shift and change the energy. They do. And, I mean, even today, for example, at the mall, what I was telling you about, I bought some mirrors. And I I didn't think I'd need them all. I thought I was going to return some. I just brought bought four of them so I could see what they would look like. Well, guess what? I've used them all. I took stuff down, and I put these things up on a, on, and I'm going, <gasps> you know that feeling? Like, oh, my yes. God, that just works. Oh, my gosh, that feels so good. And so I'm just, I feel like I've just kind of, I, I created a new home just just with four mirrors. How fun is that? <laughs> well, and I just had my daughter's room painted, and you know, oh, I and I took. Uh, I I know this yeah. is not the solution. I know better, but. I had this other room that I had to I had to get everything out of this room for the painter to come in. I mean, yes, right. he used drop cloths and things, but yep. I thought, no, this is the perfect opportunity. So then I took my sitting room that I had created and I just took everything out of that room. And it's painted and it's and oh. now I have a room full of stuff, but at least it's all yeah. in one yeah. room. And yeah. you know, the the minute you're you're talking about just, you know, it it makes a difference in working with a a a, a a clutter group or like you know one of the things that I've actually done is okay I'll come to your house for two hours and then we'll set up a time where you come to my house for two hours right. and and you know it two people looking mm. in it especially when someone else comes in they yeah. see your space differently yeah yeah through their eyes and, yeah and in my book for those who really are 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 dealing with physical clutter there are you know I have very simple little uh acid tests and easy ways that a friend could come and say, you know, do you need it? Do you love it? Does it have a home? You know, and really kind of just walk you through those 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 statements and questions that are already in the book to make it easier for for you to let let it go and just have some clarity about it. Okay, so listeners, you've been hearing Stephanie Bennett Bode. Her website is spaceclear.com. Her book is Your Spacious Self. Who are you really once you let go of all this stuff? It's yeah, like, who are I you know. really? And get I to know. the magic of yourself. And I a beautiful know. book. I love the cover. Absolutely love. You know, oh. it says volumes, just the, just the cover. And, you know, I just am so grateful for the work that you've done and, oh, you know, what you're you offering so to so many. So thank you, thank you, thank well, you. Oh, gosh, thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to have had this conversation. It just gets me so excited. I love talking about it. <laughs> oh, I know. Okay. Yeah. All right, so listeners, you know you know how this works. If you, uh, The show is archived, so you can forward it to your friends. You can listen to it oh, at your please. leisure. And, um, and we will have uh, an excerpt from the book and, you know, remind you that the archive of the radio show is um, is there for your listening ease. We'll have this in our June issue. And, you know, just just know that everyone can benefit from everything that Stephanie is offering. And, you know, just just be patient with yourself and have that compassion that, that you know. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, and can I just also offer, oh, sure. Cindy, that my I have a great Facebook page. It's Space Clear, the same as my website. It's just go to Space Clear and... And if people like that page, they'll find some. I do a lot of goodies there too. I offer excerpts from the book and just oh. one-minute clearing inspirations. And I'm really trying to create a home there, like I would my own home. And I, it's my, it's kind of my new baby right now. I'm cre- sort of creating a a spacious home at Space Clear in Facebook. Oh, so that, that is fabulous. And go you know, play there, yeah. Yeah, I love the social media. I mean, you know, we t- we tweeted about the show tonight, and you know, it's just it's just all different. It's just different way of of minds coming together. And yeah. thank you for your generous spirit. Yeah. And okay, yeah. so find her on Facebook as well. So Stephanie, <laughs> thank you so much, and just have a magical evening. And, and just really thank, oh, thank you so you. much. Okay, and you have a magical one too, Cindy. Okay, Thanks for, all so right, much for having me. Okay, good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. <laughs> 